So now I need to go back to ours and work. Correct. Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy Monday. I hope everybody's had a great weekend, a safe weekend. Glad y'all back in the building with us. Book, say what up to the people. Yo, what's up, everybody? Another Monday, another episode of The Collective. And, of course, we're unfiltered. So uh, go ahead, show love in the comments. Let us know where you're coming in from. And uh, we got a great episode uh, for you today. No doubt. And before we really get started, as always, big thank you to our sponsors and partners of the podcast. Oh, shoot. I'm stuttering, y'all. Good thing we unfiltered. Good low Jesus. Um, y'all bear <laughs> with me. But shout out to our sponsors at Hound Dogs of, Na- of Knoxville, Tennessee Tap House of Knoxville. Also, our partners, Orange Mountain Designs, who keeps me fresh in my lady ball gear. Uh, you know, uh, I'm still waiting on some more. <laughs> I got to get booked right. And then also <laughs> our partners, Just Pass It, who is uh, tutoring, virtual online tutoring, also ACT and SAT prep. Uh, main office is down in Miami. So if you are in Miami, Florida, reach out. You can possibly get into the building if COVID uh, allows. But this is open to anybody in the world. If, you, if you're struggling in math, K through 12, or if you just simply want to prepare for ACTs and SATs, make sure y'all go check out our partners at JustPassIt.com. So, Bug, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you do the honors of our episode 19 guest, because really it's your guest. What's up? <laughs> Uh, no, I'm excited about this one. Uh, we have the beautiful and talented Brianna Robinson, hailing from Atlanta, Georgia. What's up, Brianna? How you doing? What's up? What's up? Um, so I'm going to give a little rundown of Brianna's. This is an abbreviated rundown because her uh, bio is very extensive, both um, athletically and uh, in her education. So uh, I'm going to give a brief rundown, and then we just we're going to kind of hop into it. Little change of pace. Look, all of our SEC Lady Ball fans, we need y'all to stay locked in because Bree uh, brings a whole different aspect to the table, and we love it. Uh, rightfully, respectfully so in her field and her uh, specialization. But Bree, like I said, she's from Atlanta. Uh, she had a scholarship to the University of Pittsburgh to run track, and then she transferred to. The University of Cincinnati, where she was an All-American in track and field. Uh, she ran everything from the 60 meters to 800 meters. Lord have mercy, I would have passed out. Uh, but she specialized in the 400. Uh, she won team MVP. She was four-time conference athlete of the week. She was undefeated in the American Athletic Conference in 2017. She was number one in the NCAA in 500 meters, which is indoor for those of you who don't know track and field. But she was number one in the NCAA in the 500 meters in 2018. She was a seven-time conference champion. Uh, She led her team to the NCAA finals in the four-by-four relay. She holds four University of Cincinnati records. Um, In the books, boy, uh, she majored in, as a Division I athlete, she majored in neuroscience and chemistry. Uh, she was inducted into the University of Cincinnati Honorary Sigma Phi. She's a McNair Scholar and Honors College Scholar, which is a very prestigious honor. 
she has one publication as the first author in pharmacology and multiple journal publications. She's worked as a clinical and bench researcher, a medical scribe, an undergraduate clinic coordinator with the homeless. And she's currently preparing for her MCAT and coaches high school track athletes. Boy, Brianna, how you feel? <laughs> Overwhelmed. <laughs> That's a long but, list. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm really thankful. And, you know, like I've gotten all of these really great opportunities because of God and perseverance and also, you know, having a really good circle around me. Um, and thank you so much for the introduction. I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to, uh, we're going to just kind of hop into it. So Brie, how did you, um, I guess, you know, obviously we know your story, but I guess kind of tell the people how you kind of got started in track. Cause it's a little bit different than me and Lex. Um, yeah. obviously track, um, and, and why you kind of went the tr track route. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, like you said, yeah, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I went to Pebble Brook high school. Um, that's where I graduated from and maybe about, um, my, at 14, I said that I wanted to go into medicine and um throughout my time in high school you know like I kept my grades up I did really good on my SAT um and by the time I started figuring out that I really didn't want to be in debt for undergrad I decided to start trying out for different sports and I started trying out for different sports maybe my sophomore year um and then into my junior year I finally found track and let me tell you, like, I, I wrestled, I did cross country, I uh, tried out for softball, I was just everywhere, and I really couldn't find a good fit. Um, and so, like, I found cross country, and I was just really bad. And, but everybody noticed that I was really, really fast the last maybe 800 meters of you know like a 5k and the coach said you know maybe you should try out for track and so um I tried out for track by this time you know it's my junior year and um I end up doing really really well like I went to state first time I ever ran track first year I ran track um and I placed uh, I believe I, I got like fifth in the um and the 400 at state first time ever running and I said okay like I can do this I can run track I can get to college debt free and so um what I did was I found a private coach I worked a job at McDonald's and so that I would be able to pay for him and I made it happen um and that's pretty much how I started um and by the time I was done um, my junior year into my senior year. Um, Coach Dominic DeMichael and Coach Niall Stewart, they, they believed in me more than I believed in myself. And they knew, you know, exactly like my potential. They knew I, who I could be. And um, they unconditionally gave me so much support. And I truly feel like I would not be where I am at today without them really, really like putting their expertise on me and showing me I hated the 400 and they were like, no, you're really good at it. So stick with it. And, um, 
you know, like they, they were really my rock. What's up? So you didn't even, I mean, me and Lex in here, what, <laughs> four, five, like, this is what we're doing. Yeah, like yeah. we said, we got it. Yeah, that's interesting, though, but you still have, I mean, just listening to you still have the same drive as if you, you know, picked up your sport at four or 14. So that's pretty yeah. dope to hear. And yeah, yeah. Did it start in high school? So then, okay, of course, you get a private coach and then, all right, so track's your go-to. So then how did you end up in beautiful Pittsburgh? Well, I ended up, um, I guess, before kind of getting into that, like my focus was always academic. And um, my focus from a young age, um, 14, I, I knew I wanted to be a doctor. And so, you know, like track was a means to getting to my goal. And somehow I ended up being very good at it. And <laughs> I'm like, like, I still look back at it. And I'm like, wow, like, it's crazy because like, all I really wanted to do was just, you know, like pay for school. Um, but, you know, like when I was going through the recruiting process, um, I was very, very frank. And I knew that I had to be very frank. Um, I took all five visits um, and um, I can't remember all the schools that I went to at first, but um, basically I was, I, I narrowed down the 40 or so schools that offered me scholarships and stuff. Mm. And I was like, who has a medical school? And if you have a medical school, okay, like who's really good at the sciences? And that's how I chose Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh had a really great medical school and Pittsburgh was also, um, you know, really strong in their science curriculum. And, you know, like I figured, you know, I could have the best of both worlds. I can still be a really great track athlete and I can still pursue my long-term dreams. So that's how I ended up at Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So Pittsburgh. But then obviously you ended up in Cincinnati. So you had to go through, right, I'm right. sure. Well, obviously for me as a former college coach, what's that transfer process like? Yeah. That athlete. Um, well, basically. Remember, uh, we're a filter. Yeah. yeah, don't be okay. over here. We don't want no PC <laughs> answers, no politically correct answers. Like, be right. real. Right, Tell the right. people, help educate these young folk, man. First and foremost, I want to say um, I've never seen school spirit and okay until I met you two. I never knew. Go no on, let's go. is how we rock. I was like, this is crazy. Like this first school, and then I, I honestly, you know, like I started to really, um, you know, get to know you guys. I'm like, wow. But um, like I love Pittsburgh. I really did. And I actually had a lot of school spirit for Pittsburgh. Like I love the, the city. Um, I love the campus. I love the people. Um, but I, you know, went from being a, you know, a top six athlete nationally to, mm. you know, like in high school to being absolutely terrible. I was not performing well. Um, and the coaching style didn't fit mine. And, you know, like, even though I was getting the education that I wanted, you know, and, um, the high paced education that I wanted, I really wanted it all. 
and I wanted everything that had my name on it to be good. And, um, you know, like I had to make the decision, you know, and I was very able and willing to make that decision that I was like 18 or maybe 17 um, when I decided that I wanted to transfer. Um, and a lot of people, they thought, you know, that it was foolish or silly to transfer for those reasons, but I've been making um, responsible decisions for myself, you know, like for longer than that, you know, ever since I was 15 and 16. So, you know, me, me making that decision to transfer was a really big decision for my lifetime. And that um, part was probably the lowest moment because of the whole process. Um, I had to unenroll out of Pittsburgh when I told them that I wanted to transfer. Um, and even with that, I didn't even get a full release. And um, because I didn't get a full release, I couldn't even talk to other coaches directly. So I had to go through other people to talk to coaches. And then they were like, okay, well, we don't want you performing in our region because um, for reasons they don't want me to perform in their region. Um, I'll just say it. So basically how track works, you have two regions. And to go to nationals, you have um, – a certain amount of spots and based off of your time no matter where you're from in uh, division one track and field you get that spot and so they thought that I would be competing with them for spots and so they wanted me to go to the west coast and so they said we'll give you a full release if you go to the west coast but if you don't you're gonna have to sit out for a year or maybe two we don't know. And so, and so what I did was, um, you know, I unenrolled, I came back to Georgia, um, you know, like I shipped all my stuff from Pittsburgh and, um, I just trained, you know, I trained, I went on another five visits. Um, as soon as I got the release, I got the release and maybe, um, probably like November. So I was out of school from August to, uh, December. Mm-hmm. And um, it was probably in November when I finally got the full release to be able to go on uh, visits. And I literally went on all five in December. And um, yeah, like I was able to go to Cincinnati and um, probably like two weeks later, I was on campus. Shoot. That's what's up. That. Let's, isn't it funny how like people might not want to play or you might not be doing well or it's not good for you you know like your mental health or well-being but they want to block you from actually positioning yourself to do something better that's yes. why I say y'all I don't care who agree or disagree with me NCAA is like slavery it's like modern day slavery and, and, um, and, and, and I'm, that's I'm, not I'm, really go ahead my bad oh, no I was gonna say like it really does take a toll on you and um you know like if you are the athlete that you know, decides that this school isn't for you, you know, just make sure that you have a, a stable support system. You know, like I, uh, that whole time is the time where you're supposed to be training to get ready for the season that starts in January. So I was training from August to December, not even knowing where I was going to go to school. But, you know, I just had to be ready. And um, yes, and even though, you know, like I was crying like at least once a week, you know, to coach D and he would have to pick me up and say, no, come on, you need to finish. Let's go. Let's go. 
Right. And it it, it's that, really though. all about those people. Yeah. It takes that for sure. And sorry, uh, sorry to cut y'all short. Y'all know we keep it rolling, but we always say what's up to everybody that's in the comments and in the chat box. Um, thank y'all for joining. Also, make sure, hey, we got this special feature. Y'all see us moving up, man. Moving up okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, go ahead and call us up. If y'all want to talk to us, y'all want to ask us any questions, go ahead and call us up at 865-424-1342. All right, that's our call-in line. You can talk to us directly. You can be live. Uh, if for some reason you're on hold due to another call, you can still hear the show and what's going on. So don't worry, you won't miss a thing. All right, we got it. You know, Bobby... Hey, he got us hooked up. He the man. He the magic behind the scenes, y'all. We're going to have to bring him to the <laughs> forefront one day and just have a good old time. Um, yo, Corey, what up, man? Corey said what comments. up. Leave, what up? leave comments. Ask questions in the comments, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but back to you, Bree. So basically, you did not have, like like Book said, you didn't have that just easy road. You make a decision, you work for it, you, you decide on your school, and that's where you're at for the four years. You had some trials and tribulations, some ups and downs. And as you said, your main goal was medicine, though, medicine and science. Right. You know, track was just the, the vehicle that you were going to use to continue that free education. Um, mm -hmm. How much of becoming an elite athlete and being an elite athlete, how much did that play a part in being able to stay disciplined in that off season uh, when you were kind of in, in, in no man's land? And then also, does that carry over to medicine or the drive that you have for medicine carried over into athletics? Good question. The drive, the drive that I had for medicine drove over to athletics. Okay. So that's, first and foremost um but also you know like from a very early age you know like my um my family they've always been you know like go-getters and right. so you know like that's what I need to do you know like I need to work hard get what I need you know and then also contribute to you know the places where I'm also you know laying my hand on and right. so um in terms of uh, athletics, honestly, um, medicine it really, it, it was the driving force in every decision that I made, you know, from the school that I went to, to, you know, like the coach that, you know, resonated with me. I told from day one, you know, I was going on visits and I'm like, um, I'm going to want to do research, you know, like I need to take these classes. This is going to be my major you know, is it going to be an issue, you know, if I do these things? And, you know, what if I do miss practice? Are you able to compensate? You know, are you able to give me another practice or, you know, move things around for me and my long-term goals? And so a lot of the things that I did athletically were driven by um, the goals that I had in my career. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. It's just unique to hear a top athlete not – originally uh, be driven yeah. by sports. <laughs> like, I, I honestly don't know how many people would actually have that story. And it may be more than I know. That's why I said I don't know. But, that, I mean, normally you'll talk to, especially Division One athletes. I mean, they, they yes. that's what they, yes. that's what got them there. Their drive for athletics. And, you know, yes. they just happen to use that as their vehicle, whereas you were using medicine plus sports as your vehicle. Also, you know, like I feel like it. It also goes into like a drive for excellence. Period. Oh, yeah. You know, like if if you 
want to be excellent, if you want to succeed, you know, of course you have to have a plan, but you know, you need to execute the plan. And, um, you know, I planned on executing that plan in every single area. Um, and I mean, like without Cincinnati, you know, my coach there, um, coach Nadine Faustin Parker, I would not be able to, I wouldn't have been able to leave practice early. And, you know, like she would give me practices by myself, you know, on some days and, you know, she was very accommodating to me. Um, and also athletics played a part, um, in helping me realize how much planning your days out organization, resilience Uh plays into life. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, I guess they do kind of go hand in hand, but medicine was always my driving force. Where, where, where? Uh, where did your, what's been your motivation for wanting to practice medicine? Like, where did that, that strong drive come from for medicine? Um, so when I was around 14, um, I really witnessed what the social determinants of health really are. Um, and I realized that there's so many people that, um, are looked over and maybe even unintentionally swept under the rug because, you know, maybe they are, um, a minority, maybe they don't have insurance and, you know, and and a lot of times, and I've seen it even shadowing physicians, they have bias and I really wanted to be a part in kind of, um, dismantling that bias. And also, you know, being a voice that could advocate for those that, you know, may not know or understand their voice. Um, and that person was really uh, my grandmother. You know, when I was um, young, I witnessed my uh, grandmother pass away. Um, and really, she was afraid of going to the doctors. There was uh, symptoms that she had. And, you know, like I, my whole family's from the South. And we hear all of these stories and we have family members who, you know, trusted in the healthcare system and they lost their trust due to the American history. Um, and so she didn't want to go. She didn't go to the doctor and she waited and um, things got really bad. And I didn't want to see that happen to anyone else. And every patient that I've seen thus far, um, I see my grandmother. I see all the people that helped her in healthcare. I see the doctors that helped her. And, um, you know, like my driving force has just been to treat people like they are my grandmother. Um, and every time, like every time I talk about medicine, she is literally the top, one of the topics of conversation because it is so relevant today. There's people dying from preventable diseases every single day, but they're scared to go to the doctor um, or they don't have the money to go. They don't have the access to go. Um, yeah. um, that's what's up. Uh, okay, so you talked about obviously kind of the, the social um the social aspects of medicine, you know, whether it's your demographic or you don't have the money, you don't have insurance. 
Um, how do you feel about that with COVID? Obviously, from from the medical perspective with COVID. I think and, that I'm sorry. Keep going. I'm just saying. Obviously, obviously, you know, within the Black community, it's affected the Black community heavily. So, do you think all those things play a role? I definitely do. Um, and in the beginning, uh, of course, there was people that uh, they didn't have insurance um, or they couldn't afford to go and get tested. Um, and then they finally made it to where it was free to be able to get tested. And, you know, like they were able to kind of close that gap of the inequity of care. Um, but I think that I think that also, um, in terms of COVID. Hey guys, if you, if you see us like this, it's because our producer oh, okay. is all in our ear right now. Oh. <laughs> oh, David Martin's wife ran track at UT. All right, so we're going to let, uh, sorry about that, Bree. Bree's going to wrap up and, and kind of finish what she was saying, and then we mm -hmm. will hop on to our guest live in studio. All right, go ahead, Bree. Yeah, so uh, basically what I was saying, um, and to just kind of finish up the COVID talk, um, yeah, I do think that we could have did a better job in the beginning. Um, I'm glad that testing is now free. Um, but in terms of, you know, what about after COVID and also even with COVID, the people that are disproportionately, um, you know, are, are actually getting sicker and sicker and, you know, actually the mortality rate for minorities is a lot higher than everyone else's because, you know, we have a lot higher rates of diabetes, we have a lot higher rates of, um, you know, like high blood pressure. And so um, we are disproportionately the most at risk for, um, you know, getting sick and, um, you know, passing away due to COVID. But um, I think for everyone out there, please wear your mask. Do not go out to the bars. Don't go to the bars. Don't don't go to um, you know Peter Street restaurant, bar and grill and whatever. Like just stay at home, um, or at least be responsible when you go out. Um, right. And be courteous of others because you never know. You know, like the person that that's next to you. This is probably their first time coming out, and they have a pre pre existing condition, um, wow. and they may be nervous. Just give them a six, ten, twenty feet, whatever they want. Um, but just be courteous of other people. Wow. That, yeah, that's huge. Cause I'll uh, have my mask on. Nobody else has their mask on. So what's the point? Right. Yeah. What's the yeah. point? Cassandra tells me yeah. all the time. Cause at first I didn't realize that if I had my mask on, but they didn't have their mask on, then it, you know, it's kind of negates the point of my mask, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where y'all's mask, man, stop playing. Uh, let's go, let's hop <laughs> onto this to our caller. Uh, Caller, can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Hi. How are you? You want to give uh give everybody your name and Hi. where you're calling in from? I am calling from Knoxville, Tennessee. This is Kamisha Bennett Martin. I ran track at UT and also a little bit of professional. Um, I'm just jumping in on your conversation. Um, and I definitely can relate. I had we my husband and I met in college, and so 
we conceived my oldest son there so the lack of care um was definitely there um just because i was young i didn't have family here i was an athlete it was a very traumatizing moment very happy that i still i mean i i have my son but of course it was very traumatic being a d1 athlete and to be pregnant on campus and actually go to class until like uh like a day or two before i had him and then start running again within four weeks and uh become all american again after having my son so i definitely can relate to the health issues um in the black community especially black women and athletes Mm -hmm. in particular um and um, I'm glad to join you all today. Hey, we're glad awesome. to have you. You know, that's legendary talk right here. You, you know, know, we love a, a, another lady ball in the building. Let's and, go. You know, we love Bearcats too. You know, you, you honor, <laughs> we know you're an honorary lady ball too. You know, yes, yes. been inducted. <laughs> awesome. But no, we definitely appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really great to hear stories like that it's phenomenal to hear stories like that because you really you never know you know like the the women out here who you know like that want to continue their career and you never know who's really struggling with what issues that they have um and that's very inspiring for a lot of people um and i hope that reaches a lot of people how how often do you get to share your your track story of being a D1 athlete and a professional track athlete? You know, while we have you on the call, I would like to know that. How often? Oh, I try not to share it a lot, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm kind of private about it, honestly. If you ask my friends, they don't really know a lot. Um, I married an athlete myself, so everybody knows my about my husband's career and all that and uh, barely know anything about me uh, and uh, the things that I have done and uh, I just I, you know when I retired I had run track for 19 years and so I just I was done okay so, <laughs> I understand, I mean, I understand. Um, you know I look like an athlete and someone would ask me oh you played ball you did this and that and I would kind of tell them but it, I just needed time to try to, try to just be a parent Um, And then just going back to uh, parenting and health, you know, my, our oldest son was diagnosed with autism. So I, after I retired, I just immersed myself into his life and and just did what I could to like get to get him to the point where he is right now um, and make sure that that energy that I put on the track, you know, it really went into, you know, getting my son to the place that he is right now so I really didn't talk about it I grew up running track I was eight years old on the track you know all of my summers was track and field I didn't <laughs> want to coach afterwards because I was like I said I was just done you know like yeah. no but um <laughs> last year I was inducted into the Tennessee well the Knoxville Hall of Fame and it kind of brought things back to perspective and say oh I forgot I did all that you know I really you know started working and becoming a parent I just I was very removed from it so um I enjoy talking about a little bit more now because it's been since 2008 don't do the math y'all 
Hey, that's when I got. Uh, that's our years. I retired in two thousand. I retired in two thousand eight after uh, four years of professional. So. Okay. 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 I like it. Thank you for you know sharing our awesome. humbly sharing your story a little bit with us since yeah. you like to keep it. You know we got a tidbit, but it's okay. Yeah. We we gonna get your information. You coming on the show? Okay, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. We do, thank you for calling in. We do, uh, Brie. We have a couple questions for you. Uh, Sandra Garcia said, "If you could, if you could change anything you wanted within the healthcare system, what would that be?" Ooh, okay, Sandrita. Uh, that's for Brianna. That's for Brie. That's for Brie. I would say um, definitely the cost of care. Um, but also the cost of care while still keeping quality. Mm. Um, like I said, um, we talk about, you know, the U.S. being number one. We're number one in healthcare costs. We're the most expensive. And there's absolutely no reason why. Um, and so that would be the number one thing that um, I would change. I agree. A high cost and a low benefits for real, for real. Man. Hey. <laughs> and you still that got a in my pockets. <laughs> hey, for real, it make you think twice. Like, do I really need this? Oh, um, right. I, yeah. I go to the doctor like three times a year. Like, yeah. and that's all for checkups from all my different doctors. Like, yeah, <laughs> I hate when they say follow up. I'll be like, nah, this one ain't paid for. I can't. I don't even think I can follow up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we do have a Facebook. <laughs> question from our loyal Maria Cornelius what's up um she says she feels like a slacker sitting here watching you wow but her question is where are you at in your medical training right now um well I decided that I was going to take um a gap year um and traditionally people that go into medical school they don't typically take a gap year um, I decided to be the non-traditional student. Um, and I think right now medical schools are about 40% non-traditional students. Um, and that's pretty much people that decide that they want to um, take a break from school. They want to travel. They want to work. They want to, you know, live their lives and then decide, you know, okay, I'm going to take the MCAT and then I'm going to apply and then I'm going to go. Um, and so, um, yeah, right now um, I'm in the process of studying for the MCAT and, um, and then, of course, applying. Uh, but in the meantime, of course, uh, I am training, um, training track athletes and doing other things that I love um, in my spare time. Uh, and uh, this has just been like a really great year other than the pandemic because I was supposed to be traveling a lot more, but we're not even going to talk about that. Um, but yeah. Um, and then also um, doing a little bit of mentoring. A lot of my students that I mentored in college through different organizations, they've been reaching out to me and um, asking me, you know, different, you know, for advice and stuff like that. So um, yeah, in terms of my medical training, I've just been, you know, trying to study for the MCAT, live a little bit of life, and then um, keep it pushing. All right, so we have a caller on the line. 
Oh, hey, Maria. Hey, Maria. What's up, Maria? Thank you. Hey, guys. Yeah, appreciate you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Yeah, I I took a walk today, and I felt like I did something, and then I started listening to to y'all talk, and I'm like, man, (laughs) I'm I'm a slacker here. How do how do all three of, of y'all know each other? How how did you get connected with with the show with um with both Jamel and Lex? Well, Brianna and I that is my girlfriend, <laughs> so she's actually in the other oh. room, honestly. But uh, <laughs> Maria said, "Oh, <laughs> oh!" So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm walking around the house, listening on my phone, so I, I don't see you on the screen. So I saw you in the meeting that we had at the other Zoom meeting. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, and we we're talking about the statues. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so she's my girlfriend. So by default, she's she's part of the party. <laughs> Um, so that that is just tremendous by you. What I, I got into it late because I was ha- having to do work email, but t- I mean, I, just time management for you and 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 I'm, I'm pursuing a medical career. I, and obviously, black women are so underrepresented in, in medicine. So what a what a tremendous career path for you to take. But how how do you how do you maintain all that you have to do and pursue a medical degree? Um, I mean, it, it, it just goes down to, you know, like, what is your why? Why did you decide to do this? Um, and so, you know, every day that, you know, was very difficult. And was I had a lot of difficult days where I felt I didn't have enough time. I was stressed out. You know, I was thinking about a test and, you know, physics or biochem. And then I was like, uh, well, I also have a meet this weekend and I can't really do my homework on the road. And then it was like a lot of things that really stressed me out. But um, I think what I did was I did a lot of reading. I did um, also a lot of um, going to others, such as my mentor. Um, my mentor, uh, she is a uh, black orthopedic surgeon um, in Cincinnati, and um, she really uh, helped put things into perspective for me and helped me stay on track. Uh, and she knows me so well. Um, and she's my mentor. I chose her because um, she, I identify with her so much, her personality, her train of thought. And anytime that I would go into any of her surgeries and shadow her, you know, she would ask me how my day was, how are you doing, you know, you look stressed, what's going on, and then kind of go from there. And then, um, you know, this her story is ridiculously crazy. She started medical school, and she's one of the top orthopedic surgeons, and she started medical school at like 38. But mm-hmm. <laughs> she's phenomenal. Um, but I mean, I, I think, still have a chance, right? We legs, yeah, we still yeah. got it. Yeah, <laughs> we <laughs> can do it. <laughs> yes. Um, but it, it really all went down to organization, realizing your why, and also having um, support. You know, I had my mentors, I had my family, I had my friends. Um, shout out to Heidi Sankosa and Christina. Ah. Uh. <laughs> 
but yeah, I had, I had a lot of support. I had a lot of support. Um, and that's really what kept me going and kept me motivated. The best advice I ever heard somebody get when they were thinking about going back to school, it's like, well, if I go to law school and, and, and for it, you know, it, I'll be 40 in, in three years when I finish. And somebody said, well, how old are you going to be in three years anyway? Yeah. You know, like if, if that was your dream, if that's your dream and that's your dream, make it happen. Um, and, you know, like really like her thing was I want to live life. I want a family. She had uh, three kids going into medical school and a, and a husband. And she really just wanted it all. And honestly, like, and I was, and that's really what made me pick her as one of my mentors because I really, I wanted it all. So, um, yeah, like just, whew, it's never too late. I'll ask. Um, I'm no, go ahead. Oh, no. I'll, I'll ask one more. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'll ask one more question, and then I'll hang up and let you guys. Uh, kind of a fun question. I'll hang up and let you guys keep going. If y'all go on a mile run today, of the three of y'all, who wins? Not Alexis Hornbuckle. I'm telling y'all, but uh, let me tell you. Know. Okay, look, I'm gonna tell this brief story because we're unfiltered, right? <laughs> okay. okay. So when um when uh we had the tragic passing of George killing of George Floyd. Um, we and went Ahmaud on, Aubrey. Huh? And Ahmaud Aubrey. And Ahmaud Aubrey, I'm sorry. So we went and did the eight minutes and 40, no, was is that the one we did? It was, it was two No, it was the two, two miles. Mile. Yeah, it was like two miles. Yeah, the, like 2.23 yeah. miles? Yeah. yeah That's the like one. That, we did yeah. the 846 too, but um, so we went for a 2.23 miles. Mind y'all, like me and her, we both run, but we run separately. Um, so we were like, yo, let's do this together. So I, when I run, I run for a mile in ah, ah, a mile. I will walk the rest of the way home if I'm not back home. <laughs> <laughs> so, me, you know, I was a goalkeeper. Was I fit in my heydays? Absolutely. Now, mm, it's all for aesthetic purposes. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So we go for this run, right? So she's like, all right, we're going to bust out the first mile. And, you know, then in the second mile, we just kind of cruise. So I'm like, she she talking about busted out. We probably ain't going to run that. I'm cool. Maria, we probably got like, mm, I don't know, about three quarters of a mile. I couldn't even see her anymore. Mind you, we're running through a neighborhood, right? <laughs> I couldn't even see her. So I'm like, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm trying to find my second lung. And so, <laughs> so needless to say, we don't really run that much together, but she would dust me and Lex. Lex oh. carrying both inhalers, steroid, non-steroid inhalers. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just trying to hang on for dear life. Oh, I'm passing out. Ain't no, ain't no doubt about that. Y'all gonna have to come back and pick me up. I'm done. Or y'all gonna have to wait 15 minutes for me to just finish one mile. You know what I'm saying? It just is what it is. I yeah, ain't running we, no mile. We willingly hand her that 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 trophy for running. You got it. You running. got it. But I would have said back in the day, come see me. But you got it now, though. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Play, playing days. 
Yeah. Might have been able to do something, but I don't know about that still. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maria, man, thank you so much thank for calling you in. You, you always bring the heat and the good questions and all of that. I appreciate you. Maria? Hello? She might be gone. <laughs> all right. Appreciate you, Maria. Hope you're still listening. Love okay. So, Bree, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I was reading a Facebook comment. Yeah. I'm sorry. Look, Sand said, cruise to her ain't what cruise to me would be. Cruise to me is just moving my arms faster than my legs. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. To drop your head and act like you're doing something. You ain't going nowhere. Oh, man. That would uh, Bree, I guess, you know, for us, you know, right now during these times, um, you know, we always try to ask this question just to get your perspective, um, you know, a little bit. Obviously, we're dealing with um, a lot um, and it kind of touches you in, you know, different ways and it touches, you know, us. Obviously, medically, you've talked about COVID and everything, um, but also, you know, what are your thoughts on kind of the, the Black Lives Matter and, you know, kind of the everything that's going on right now in terms of that? Mm. Well, I think that, um, wow, I, I honestly, uh, growing up, I would, um, you know, we would have Black History Month and also, you know, my parents are both um, from the South and, um, you know, like they've told me, different things and different experiences that they've had and I've seen them go through different experiences I've gone through experiences um but I never thought that I would be going through um you know like what we call the civil rights movement of 2020 I never thought that you know like I would actually see this happen and I feel like I keep saying you know like what a time to be alive like we go through a pandemic and we go through another civil rights movement where we're actually fighting, telling people, you know, like, look at me, I matter too. And um, I, I remember um, when I first went to the uh, University of Pittsburgh and there was this app where um, people could pretty much comment and it would just uh, show you within a mile or two radius and it was at that same time that um, the Trayvon Martin trials, um, that they were being finalized and the verdict was out. And um, it was absolutely hurtful to see all of the comments. And, you know, like I had to get off of Twitter. I had to get off of Facebook. I had to get off of um, Instagram because it was just so painful. Um, and you know, like for the people that, um, you know, really don't understand what's going on, we just, we, we all need to educate themselves, yourselves, ourselves, um, and be patient when listening to others, listen, listen to understand, not listen to respond. And with that, you will at least say that you tried to really be empathetic as to what we have to go through what we've seen our brothers and our sisters and our daughters and our sons and our mothers and our fathers and our grandparents have to go through and how it all comes down. It all, it's, it's embedded in us to actually have to tell 
our sons and our daughters about, you know, being stopped by the police and how your skin can sometimes be seen as a weapon. Um, and, you know, like this topic, like, although I'm very passionate about it, um, you know, like I, I get very upset. I get very sad because, you know, like I absolutely dread the day that I would have to do that. Um, you know, to my son or my daughter, but, you know, my parents had to do that to me. And um, I, I just like, I really hope that one day we could actually come to a moment where we can really understand, understand each other and, um, you know, really try to be empathetic towards each other and each other's situation. Um, and so that's, I have to think about it. Ah, she got mic drop. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lex, what else you got for the people? Um, listen to understand. Denise Tag uh, said, "Listen to understand." I love that. Um, what I got for the people is, you know, we we we're going to touch on, you know, Black Lives Matter, social, racial, socioeconomic injustices. We will touch on that every single show. What I would like to see from our followers and watchers, you know, on all the platforms. If y'all can be just as active when we're talking about these things as you are when we talk about sports or our personal and, and uh, our personal achievements along with whatever academic or business uh, life achievements that we're also sharing with you. Because mm -hmm. bottom line is we wanna have as many un uncomfortable situations as possible. I have always and probably will always love uncomfortable situations unless it's directed at me. Then mm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> then we really unfiltered and we will immediately go off air. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Honestly, it. though, being being in an uncomfortable situation is you should see it as an opportunity to grow. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, no, we definitely like we like Lex. I think you said that perfectly. Like. Yeah, of course, absolutely. everybody loves us for being Lady Vols um, and, uh, and Bearcats. Uh, but <laughs> no, uh, but on a serious note, for real, like, you know, of course, you know, we do love our, our, our athletic achievements. But, you know, right now we want to use that platform to also focus on the things that we're, we're struggling with, you know, these injustices and, um, you know, obviously pandemics and and the struggles that we're having, especially in the African-American community. Uh, for us, obviously, um, you know, on the levels of equality, LGBTQ plus communities, um, all those things, because they're very prevalent right now and they matter, you know, to us, mm -hmm. to our kids, our future grandkids um, and all that. And we wanna have those conversations. So, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we definitely want y'all support in those areas as well. Cause if you support us as athletes, you support us as black women, you support us as part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so that's all encompassing of everything we are. So we definitely want that love and support too. Yeah, absolutely. Bree, before we start to kind of wrap this up, what we do every single show with every one of our guests are give them, are, we give them an opportunity to kind of share, what do you want the people to know about you? Where can they find you? What what informa helpful information, whether it's a, a video, a movie, a docu-series, a book, it doesn't matter. What What do you want to give to the people? What do you want the people to take from you today? Um, I guess first and foremost, like I really want to, who I really live for are the little girls who really want it all. 
you know, like I, I live for the, the STEM little girls. I live for, you know, the, the, the little girls that want to go to college. And of, of course, also the boys. But um, a lot of my mentees are, are, are little girls. And, um, you know, like we can do it all. You can achieve it all. And you can have it all. Um, you know, you can still pursue your career. And, you know, like you can also, um, you know, find a means to the end to get there. Even if it may be sometimes, um, sometimes it can be hard. Um, but, you know, everything that, um, if it wasn't hard, everybody would be doing it. Um, but yeah, like I just live to inspire other people. Um, and that's my passion. You can find me um, at, on Instagram at Brianna Taught Me, B R Y A N A Taught Me. Um, Facebook, Brianna Robinson. Um, I'm also part of the Gold Standard Fitness and Sports Performance Training. Throw the background up, book. Hey, find that logo. Find that logo, y'all, right there. Absolutely. Uh, so, you know, like if you're looking for live workouts, if, you know, you have. Um, any students, boys or girls that uh, are wanting to go into track and want a personal trainer, um, here for that as well. Um, but I think that like, my biggest thing is do not tiptoe. Let everyone hear every single step you make. And no matter where you go, if you decide to transfer, be great you can be great you're willing you're able you're capable and um i'm really glad that i was able to be on today so thank you yeah. we appreciate you absolutely. absolutely thank you so much for joining us and dropping nuggets um a lot of people in the comments you know on, on youtube and facebook um I got to do a better job to our Twitter followers. i apologize i'm kind of like an old lady i'm gonna put that in books man <laughs> i ain't gonna lie. That ain't my thing, okay? That's not my thing. But uh, thank y'all, and thank y'all for the love and support that y'all are giving us and, and blatantly putting it in the comments. We appreciate that so much. Um, and, and also, Maria said, <laughs> definitely an opportunity to grow or take somebody out, one or the other. I like, hey, Maria, I always like your thought process. Straight for the jugular, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but thank you again before we head out. Thank you again for our sponsors and our partners. Hound Dogs of Knoxville, Tennessee. Make sure y'all go show support. Also, Tennessee Tap House. Um, also, Orange Mountain Designs, who now has a new location in Alcoa. God bless y'all. They, they are, I stay with the Lady Ball gear, thanks to Orange Mountain oh, Designs. Baby. If y'all don't know where to get it, go to orangemountaindesigns.com or just simply hit me up. I can direct you exactly where you need to be at, all right? And then also anybody K through 12, if you have kids or if you yourself are in, in college and need help math tutoring or whatnot, also, ACT and SAC prep, just pass it. You can see, go to justpassit.com or on Instagram, just pass it tutoring. Uh, make sure you continue to follow the Volunteer Roadshow. Thank you, Volunteer Roadshow, for, for allowing the Collective Unfiltered to be on your platform and bless us with all the, the um, insights and connections and all this cool ass stuff y'all put on our show now. So, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate it. All right. <laughs> but, but what you got to say to the people? Take them on out. 
You already know what it is. We appreciate y'all for tuning in for episode number 19. Next week, we have episode 20. Stay locked in for who we have coming up next. And just remember, always be unfiltered in your truth. Yes, sir. Yeah.